Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports, contests, and events with your first with first to market odds and lines. Find reviews and news for every league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, esports, and even golf. BetOnline continues to be the top online resource for all your sports information from live in-game betting, props, and futures. Head to BetOnline today or use your mobile device to join today and make your first sports bet. Use our promo code BELIEVE50, that's B-L-E-A-V-5-0, to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, where the game starts. Believe in the Arizona Cardinals. It is the Arizona Cardinals centric specific show. I am your co-host Javon J. Love Adams, and with me is the man who runs this thing. He's that. He's he's the like I'm the caboose, right? So that means that he's the he's the engine that drives it. He is the one and only Ed Easy Smith. He played not only professional baseball but also played in the National Football League for the Dirty Birds, the original uh, iteration of them. How you living, man? Man, you know I'm the man standing next to the man, standing next to the man, <laughs> standing next to. The... <laughs> man, I'm doing good, man. And you, you know it's my favorite time of the year, bro. It ain't got nothing Uh-oh. to do with football. Little League okay, World what? Series, man. It's on. <laughs> I mean, I, I've been I've been sitting in my office watching, like like recording everything. You name it. It's Little League World Series time, bro. But we can talk some football too. Okay, okay, that's what's up. This man is a fool. He hates anything to do with regular seasons unless it's football, but loves it. Yeah, whatever. That's that's my brother right there. So we so again, we are believing the Arizona Cardinals. We talk about everything that goes on with the Arizona Cardinals. We don't necessarily break down the the quick twitch muscles and, and how the hips rotate and all that stuff as they come in and out of their breaks, although and Easy Smith can definitely do that because he he was a he was a, a position coach for a while uh, here in the local area. You were uh, what was it uh, tight ends, right? Tight ends coach with the Phoenix College JUCO. Yep. Indeed, indeed. So we have the first uh, preseason game. It used to be, gosh, think about this, as it's the kind of the law of diminishing returns in a lot of ways. Years, I mean, decades ago, there were six preseason games. Then they get down to four, and now we are at three. So this is the first, uh, the first dress rehearsal. And if you play in that, in the uh, Hall of Fame game, that's when you get the extra game. So that, so that can benefit if you are the organization or the coaching staff, if you're the players. I don't think that you like that all too much. But having said that, the first uh, preseason game for the Arizona Cardinals will be coming up on Friday as they uh, travel to what Cincinnati to play the Cincinnati Bengals. So I want to get into maybe who's there's a, a couple of players that are going to play that may be of interest to us. I want, want to get your thoughts, um, your thoughts on a couple of position groups that you may be looking for as you, as you record it and then watch it back. Cause and, and which, which one of these three preseason games, if any, is the most important, what we can learn from preseason. Cause I still have yet to kind of sit and really watch a game with you and really see how you break down a game in terms of how you watch it, especially when you're at your palatial estate and, and you have multiple uh-huh. screens going on and all that type of stuff. But Let's get into that. And then I want your thoughts on the first time you played your first preseason game and what that was like for you as well. But let's get to the Arizona Cardinals in terms of who is going to be playing, or I guess it's a matter of there's a lot of folks that aren't going to play, but who is, who may see the field. Marco Wilson, the cornerback, 
Dennis Gardeck, uh, what linebacker, uh, and then Zayvon Collins. We know the uh, linebacker in terms of a um, lot of expectations on Zayvon Collins, and there's a, there's maybe um, a lot of pressure on on Marco uh, on Marco Wilson. Your thoughts on who, what these guys that are playing, what can you expect, if anything, to see from them in in a game where we anticipated to be vanilla really on both sides of the ball. I think the only team or organization that takes preseason really, really, uh, really seriously are the, the Baltimore Ravens. Cause they, their defense just seems to travel no matter who you have in, but your thoughts on those players that I mentioned, or just take it wherever you want with that. Oh, Jay, you mentioned how, you know, preseason gone from six games down to four, down to three. The, 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 the interesting thing is, even down to three now, nobody's playing in the games. Uh, right. You know, and I'm not sure, you know, I'm not sure, uh, you know, so it's a copycat league. We know that for one. And the Rams have gotten to the point where, you know, they don't put anybody out there. The difference right. with the Rams, in my opinion, one, they've been successful doing what they were doing, but I think they're more established, more, you know, they know exactly what they're doing. You got to look at, but they weren't established. They weren't established when they did it the first time, and people would look at them saying, "Like, who is you to come in and not yeah. play?" But now, because they have that that that, well, okay. that history to go behind them, I'll take it this way then. Because of the way they operate with their practices, they're 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 more of a fluid machine. I've been okay. watching our Cardinals, and you know, what well, we pay attention to other organizations as well, but specifically focus on our Cardinals here. We've had absolutely nobody in practice. Even uh, your boy uh, Kyler out with COVID for five days. He's gotten mm-hmm. back, and all of a sudden, mysterious, he's got this sore wrist. So his week has consisted of since he got back, take doing mental reps and standing and watching and calling plays if they want to keep him involved and stuff like that. So right. my biggest concern is okay, we're getting the preseason game one. He's obviously not playing this, so none of the starters are for the most part. Uh, you have Zayvon Collins maybe out there, and Zayvon's somebody who definitely, you talk about keeping an eye on somebody, he needs as many snaps and live ammunition and everything just to kind of get him up to speed. This is a young man who played 20% of our total snaps last year uh, in his rookie season. Now you're going to have minus Hakeem or Hicks, you know, so he's got to step up. I saw where he had, I think in the 17 games he played, he had, 25 total tackles last year. So you're talking mm. about upping this man's, you know, game, and it's going to start in the preseason. They're going to have to ramp him up. As far as, you know, I'm, I'm, I keep my, I'm keeping my eye on the amount of, you know, I guess practice that our starters are going to get. And throw this other caveat in there as well, Brother Jay. We all know Hopkins, they're, they're continuing to keep their fingers crossed that his suspension <laughs> gets reduced. Right. That, that's a, I mean, that's a hope and a prayer. It's not going to happen for one. So you're going to be minus him for six games to start the season. Do you get him in there at all? Otherwise, if he doesn't, he's not going to play, be playing with any starters during preseason. And then seven weeks after the season starts is when he'll be back. So six weeks, then week seven, he'll be coming back. You're talking about so many different variables. Right. And yet we're handling, like, I'm watching the Cardinals handle they're, they're preseason like we're established. We got everything under control. We know exactly what we're doing. We're just like those other successful organizations. We're going to run ours like theirs, even though we haven't really been all that successful. If you ask me in terms of 
our progress. You know, it's been a rocky offseason. If, if I'm Kingsbury, man, I'm trying to take back control of my kingdom with this mm. preseason and training camp. I mean, when when we got back, all the noise and everything, if he had a true, what I would call, spine of a coach, like, man, Ooh. he should have came in and should have been like, look, I know we, we got a little loose this offseason. We didn't have finish the year the way we wanted to last year. We had a lot of distractions. Even rolling into camp, we've had a lot of different things. Here is how we're going to run things moving forward. Now, same old, same old. We're going to just let whoever wants to play in the preseason play. Oh, you got a little nagging boo-boo? Hey, you go ahead and take a few days off. It's no big deal. Man, I'm just – I'm going to keep my eye on where we're going, but I'm guaranteeing you, Jay, and we don't make bold statements, you know, between you and I, but I'm almost guaranteeing you the start of the season and how we roll out is going to be a mirror of how this offseason has gone and how this lackadaisical uh, uh, training camp is going so far. And if they continue on this path, it's just mm-hmm. going to be a bad start to the season. And when we look back, we always look at the finish, right? Yes. When we get to the end of the season, you and I will be able to come back to this tape right here and talk mm-hmm. about how we – just like you ever, you ever seen Bull Durham, right? You yeah, lollygag the ball around the base. You lollygag at the plate. You lollygag. What are you? What are you? A bunch of what are they? Harry lollygaggers. That's all there is. A bunch of lollygaggers, bro. And this is how this <laughs> off. And I will not be surprised. Like I said, we get into the season. You know, intensity picks up, and we're gonna be behind the eight ball. All right, so just to play devil's advocate for this, and I'm sure you're just waiting on it. You just, there's certain things like you sitting just across sports, like you're just waiting for that fastball. Yeah, just go ahead and throw it to me, Jay. Throw it to me. <laughs> but there's – what about the argument that goes for why should I play these players in the preseason because – and run the risk of them getting injured? Why not just do, take care of what we need to take care of during practice – Try to make practice. If we if we can go have the the walkthroughs, have the motion, you know where you're supposed to go based upon the X Y Z how the play is supposed to go. So we shouldn't have to to crack each other over the head, and we shouldn't have I shouldn't have to play you in the preseason because and therefore you get to the to the starting line as fresh as you can be. Even though we've had some nicks and a lot of players, a lot of teams have had uh, players that that have gotten injured as well. But what's your thought on that? I'm right there with you, Jay. That's if you're putting the work in on the other side. If you notice, what I'm talking about is your practices have to be intense and crisp because we're not getting ready in four weeks or some change, whatever it is, we're not getting ready to go play a chess tournament or, Mm. uh, you know, checkers or something like that. We're getting ready to go into the most physical of physical 18 weeks of intensity that you can imagine. Now, if we're not going to do it, doing, and here's the thing, I've been in a part, I was a part of teams that we put the, I mean, when you talk about putting the work in during training camp, a lot of blood, a lot of tears, a lot of sweat. Now, yeah. with the new era today, if you want to do that during the week and then you get to the games, which aren't important because they aren't, nothing's recorded or anything like that. These are just exhibition games. I got no problem with it. You turn it over to your young guys that you want to get a lot of look at and stuff like that. And you just, Turn them loose, guys that on the back end of the roster that want to make the teams. Bruh, I would have loved this new way they do things because mm-hmm. this would have been a time. These three games that they're playing now would have been a smorgasbord, like a buffet of opportunity for a player like myself. Okay. Back in the day, you know, our starters in the first game, you know, played a little bit, you know, a series or two, and then they worked their ways up. 
for somebody like myself, I was always itching, standing on the sideline, like, get those dudes out there. They already got a job. It's my turn. Let me get at it. <laughs> right. Now, to, you know, now today you flip flop it where game one, shoot, I'd have been starting. I'd have been coming out in the starting lineup, opportunity to show my thing and stuff like that. But what I'm missing with the Cardinals, as I keep kind of going back to, is if you're not going to get that hard work in during the preseason games, okay, yeah. I understand that. When are you getting it in, Jay? You can only hit so much during the week with the new rules and everything. If you're yeah. literally just walking through and your quarterback quarterback is on the sideline, I saw the report today, bro, he's just sitting over there just doing some throwing on the side, you know. Okay, when are we going to get that timing in? If we're not doing it preseason games, yeah, I mean, clock is ticking. And I'm not, I'm not seeing the Cardinals put that effort in, not necessarily in the preseason game, but even their practices. I mean, it's like – Camp poo poo over there. It's just you know they're just like I said, guys are practicing when they want to practice, nursing these little injuries. You know nobody's gonna play in the game. And three or four weeks from now, like I said, you've heard me talk, Jay. When the dial is turned up, it, it's there's no turning it down. Once you get to the first week of September, it becomes so intense. And you always talk about if you're not out there developing those calluses, mm-hmm. you know, like a farmer getting out there, they don't just Wake up one day, decide they want to be a farmer, and we can go out there with a hoe and just, you know, start digging in the dirt. That's right. years and years of developing. And I'm not saying years of years of development because obviously training camp is so, so long and it can only be so intense. But these few weeks, if you're not going to be hitting and doing it on Thursdays and Fridays and these Saturday games, man, you need to be doing it seriously. Not necessarily, and I'm not saying recklessly, but you got to have those hard, intense one on one drills. You got to, to get your offensive line that's going to have absolutely no work together. Mm. If nobody's playing, you got to get those dudes ready. When the, when they start wearing the opposite color, and I know we got an instance coming up, I think either next week or the one after, where we're going to go practice with Tennessee and then yes. play a game. Some of these dudes are in for a rude awakening when they go and see some dudes in the with them Titans uh, emblems on their helmets, and they've been over there physically getting at it, maybe a little mm. more than we have. That's when you get embarrassed. And luckily, you'll get embarrassed, and it's not going to be counting for anything as far as the record. But just a few short weeks after that, you know, if you're not ready, you will get embarrassed, which I'm thinking the Cardinals might be ready for. Interesting. It's interesting that you mentioned that. You, In, in terms of in preparation for the game, um, you mentioned – I think I saw – I read a report that uh, maybe uh, Will Fernandez, one of the – what, the new uh, offensive uh, linemen that, that is with the team this season, that he may get some snaps. But difference between getting snaps individually during the preseason as opposed to with your offensive unit, right? Absolutely. We talk about it all the time. The offensive unit – has to be cohesive, bro. They got to be knowing who, like I just, we joke about it, who's got gas today? Everybody's appointing him because they all know. That's how in tune they are with the dude next to him. And yeah. let me ask you, the, the OTAs, I mean, we had Hudson wasn't even here all the way going into camp. This is your offensive signal caller along with your, your quarterback. Right. Nobody's worked with him all offseason. You got new guys in here. You got a quarterback that could care less about preseason, can care less about studying his playbook, yet we're going to all get together in a few weeks. And just because we got this magical, talented, uh, uber-athletic quarterback, it's all going to come together, bro. And it's just going to be like kumbaya. We're just going to roll. So we'll see. Mm. Like I said, I'm anxious. To, if it, now, here's the thing. If it turns if it turns out they come out the, out the shoots 
and boom, it's like magic. Hey, I'll be the first. You can talk about me all day long. But if it comes to look like what I think it might because of the lack of urgency, preparation, attention to detail, run down the list of your adjectives. If it turns out to look like what I think it's going to look like, I'll be the first one standing there with my hand raised saying, I told you so. Interesting. So believe in the Arizona Cardinals. So let's, are there, is there a, a position group or two that you might be paying attention to, uh, during this, during preseason game number one, or does it, and, and when you mention them, does it matter either way since there are going to be so many people that aren't necessarily playing? Yeah. With no starters out there and other teams are going to take some of the same approach. I'm looking at our, more than anything, I'm looking at our draft picks, our edge rushers, the two of them we picked in the third round that are going to be charged with, covering holes left by Chandler Jones' departure. Um, you know, do they get some action? Uh, what do they look like? But then you got to throw in the fact that they might be playing against second and third stringers and guys that might be selling insurance or cars within the next, you know, three or four weeks. Nothing against selling insurance and cars. I'm just saying. So, you know, we got cornerback issue. We never really addressed that. Right. Uh, and like I said, our defensive line as far as our edge rushers, It'll be interesting. And then, uh, you know me, Jay, I'm always going to be looking at the offensive line just to see even your backups need to have an idea of what they're doing out there. And if it looks like a – well, can't say if it looks like a bad fire drill, mm-hmm. I'm going to say something I wasn't yeah, supposed to Yeah, I, I, I got you. I got you. <laughs> if it looks like you. a bad fire drill, then we're – you know, this is a sign. I don't care whether it's second, third strings all facing each other. They all – if we look bad – that's, that's a sign of what might be to come. So I want to, there, I'm always unsure about how to, how to handle the preseason in this way, especially the longer, the longer that I've known you. And here's the, here's the reason why you hear these stories or you read stories about player insert name here is really flashing during preseason, during, during training camp or somebody flashes during a preseason game, how much stock, if any, can you put in that? Because again, you were somebody and, and you'll share, you know, your story and your feeling that first preseason game that you played in here in a little bit. But how, how do you make an impression? You know, how does an Ed Smith back in the day make an impression on the coach? If you're on the, on the coaching staff, on, on the, you know, to be able to stick around if, maybe not all the teams are taking it with the same level of seriousness and intensity. How does that, how does somebody, how do you, how, how do you really evaluate players in that way? Personally, as a player, if you're somebody who's trying to make a roster, I mean, every snap that you get is not just an opportunity to be seen in the light by your coaching staff, but others as well. You got to remember a lot of cuts are going to be coming. There's going to be guys that are making practice squads. There are going to be guys that, you know, get cut and immediately picked up by other teams, even to make their rosters. You cannot worry. Like, here's the thing. I don't care what to put myself in any of these guys on the back end of the roster this week. I don't care what anybody else is doing, bro. All I know is I'm going to know my assignments and I'm going out there and I'm moving a hundred miles an hour. I don't care if I'm facing the water boy or first string player. I don't care. I'm out there to do my thing because you got to also remember Every snap is caught on tape, bro. And when you go yeah. look at the tape, when you're like, when I remember those days, those first days, some of the rough ones compared to the, the good ones, you know what's what's ahead and coming. You, you ran your head every play. You're just like, oh my God, this is the, that dude just put my head in my, my, in my shoulders on this one. And you know, you, but you, you, you hope you have enough good 
to outweigh the bad because you got to remember they're also getting paid on the other side of the ball, you know, so it is a competition. You just want to make sure, like I said, as a player, I don't care if you get five snaps or 50 snaps, you want to make sure you're shining and doing your, knowing your responsibilities and not trying to do too much. Sometimes you know, guys get out there and they want to be play hero ball and stuff like that. Know your responsibility, know your assignment, do it, try to show as best technique and potential as you can, because what they're also looking for, especially as backups, if we get into a pinch, one, can I count on this guy? And two, to what level? What kind of talent does he have? Oh, and here's the thing, Jay. When I remember my first preseasons, it was just a year, not, not even a year prior, I was playing minor league baseball. So mm. teams had to kind of, as they're looking at me as a tight end, they're like, wow, that's kind of raw, but, huh, looks like he can handle himself out here, knows what he's doing. So, you know, I was getting looked at even more intensely because of my, you know, journey to the NFL, where those guys had played four years in college, maybe sniffed the roster before and stuff like that. If not for the fact that I was willing to go 100 miles an hour, I knew my assignments and showed what I could potentially do. I mean, who knows? I never would have probably got the chance, but I man, when I, I just knew every snap was imp- as important uh, to me as like if, if I was as if I was a starter playing in a Super Bowl. You know, it's just I didn't care when it was, and this included practice as well as game time as far as preseason games. So you mentioned that. It, so I, if the tape doesn't lie, if the eye in the sky doesn't lie, if you you can look and see if somebody is going half speed or if somebody looks confused, if they're supposed to go up and in, and they go all the way up or they just, or they, they they try to run a stunt or something along those lines. So you could pretty much see that. So if nothing else, you can tell that you're not prepared or maybe the moment was too big for you. Right. Well, coaches are out there looking at everything down to the finest of tooth combs. You got to remember they're literally looking at your technique, the things we lurked on, worked on in drills on Mm. the sleds. And then we went to the one-on-one drills where, you know, tight ends were blocking, you know, defensive ends and then against linebackers one-on-one, how you running your routes and stuff like that. Then we get into the live action of seven on seven, uh, nine on seven, and then teamwork. And then you finally get a preseason game. They're looking at everything from, hey, Ed, look, we've been working on that first step. You keep stepping underneath yourself. You're losing ground. You know, how many times are we going to work on this? Hey, coach, mm. I'm gonna get, you know, I got this. Now, the next time they watch, and I, Ed, that's good work. That's good football right there. Or are we three weeks in the camp? I'm still talking to this knucklehead and he's not figuring it out. You know, like, and that's what I'm saying. It's the smallest of things, Jay. The, because, and especially if you break it down now where they're not having any of this hard competition, meaning you got to remember we had two a days for yeah. days in a row. So we come out Monday, two a days, Tuesday, two a days, Wednesday, two a days. Now if they hit on a Monday, they can't even put, and I'm saying hit once on a Monday, they can't even put the pads on again until like Wednesday or whatever it is. So in between that, oh, sure, you got a lot of guys that look real good with just the shells <laughs> on or no pads and we're just doing walkthroughs and stuff like that. The, the opportunities to, to show or be a football player are, you know, I, I give the Players Association a lot of credit for taking away a lot of the hitting and punishment, but you're also taking down, and I'll throw this one thing out at you and I'll shut up, you're reducing the number of opportunities for guys to get ready for the season. And the mm. other thing, Jay, keep an eye out for a lot of these soft tissue injuries leading into the season and the first part of training the regular season. Cause like I said, it's, 
guys are not getting as prepared as they possibly can because the tempo is reduced. There's a lot of guys. There's no hitting. Uh, we want to do it. We're walking through. We're doing. Then once you get to September, whatever the date is for the first week of the season, now you got to go full speed against the other cut. Watch how many hamstrings, growing strains, uh, MCLs, ACLs, Achilles. Watch how many things we see, and it's you know, and we can. One point we'll go through and look through the numbers of progressing. And I'm sure every year you can look because we've already had some injuries around the league. Yeah, you know, just this to this point. Once everything starts to ramp up, I think it's going to be. And then, you know, who knows? It's every year is probably around the same numbers. But you know, somebody's doing a study somewhere, and one of these days they're going to make us privy to it, where we can pull some of these futuristic numbers of you know maybe we need maybe the NFL might revamp and they not necessarily go back to more hitting. But maybe pick up the speed and tempo a little more during these training camps. Indeed, indeed. So believe in the Arizona Cardinals. So I want you played in the National Football League. You know what it's like to not only play uh, in in the Super Bowl, which is the highest level. You you also played in the in the playoffs. I mean, so if we separate Super Bowl from the playoffs, right? Super Bowl playoffs. You played in the regular season, but you also played in the preseason. But you got so that first opportunity that you got to play in it went to, to kind of really maybe make this journey even, even more real, right? What was that like for you? And as you went through, when you had a couple of those, a few of those under your belt, did it become old hat? So what was that first time like that, that you put on the uniform for that first preseason game? Well, I'll tell you what, Jay, it was so strange. I'd only been back in football for, uh, you know, like four months when I finally made it into the NFL. Obviously I made the change went over to NFL or World League and then got back here and went into training camp. And, man, I'm telling you that the first time you put them on in the NFL, it's so different than anything else you've done. Over mm-hmm. in Germany, I played in front of 45,000, 50,000 people, but it was Germany and it was the World League. Then all of a sudden, you fast forward just a few months later, I'm standing in my first NFL experience. I was with the Rams. That's who initially signed me. So, you know, I'm in camp with the Rams. We finally get to our first preseason game. And you're standing there, and we were still in St. Louis at the time, you know, okay. the big old dome. And that thing is packed, and I'm looking around. I couldn't believe where I was. I, you know, I got into the game sometime after halftime, and just being out there, it was almost like I had to pinch myself for one to remember where I was. <laughs> but then I also realized, you know, like I was no longer – when we got to preseason, all that hitting and stuff we had done in camp, and um, who was my coach? Um Cannot remember his name when I was in St. in uh, St. Louis, but you know it was man. When we get to even just preseason, the speed of the game and the intensity and how strong those guys were out there when they were wearing the other colors and no longer was it just thud. You know, like during our camp, we were hitting, but it was thud. Everybody stay up. When everybody went down, you know, coaches would get ticked off because they're trying to their best to keep away from injuries. All of a sudden, out there, man, it was. Cutting dudes, it was whatever it took to survive, and it was full hand-to-hand combat. And I just remember finishing my first game and just, you know, sitting in my locker, and I was just like in total disbelief because that was like my sign that I had really, you know, had kind of made it. You know, I was, and I still had a way to go to make a roster. Roster that year, I actually ended up on the practice squad in Washington, but just that was like the first steps of my journey in the NFL. And it was just unbelievable, man. Just the, 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 you know, I'd watch the crazy part is I'd watch my brother 
uh, going in. He was already going in his fourth year, no, third year in New Orleans. So, you know, I'm uh, constantly over the years, I'm watching him, Notre Dame, now he's with the Saints, and I'm looking. You know, I'd talk to him after games and stuff like that. Man, what's it like out there? You know, and he would tell me, and I dreamed about it, and all of a sudden, man, I had my own story. I was like, ooh, that was that was rough. <laughs> when did when did they call you in? So I can imagine you're tr- always trying to you have your that ear cocked, right? Ready to okay, they they call him my number, they call they they call him Smith, what, what are they doing? when did they when did you get into the game? Do you remember? You're tight. Well, I don't specifically remember. I know it was the second half, early in the second half. Tight end coach will give everybody, especially, you know, back then, like I said, our starters would play a series or two, then right. it went down the line, you know, and tight ends coach would come and be like, look. I got you going in next series, or you're going to start uh, the series. They would always give you a little time to get your mind right, get ready, so you're watching and not just hanging out over there. And boom, they, you know, like, hey, Ed, you're up. Boom, that's it. Go. You know, and <laughs> I, you know, it was so cool, too, Jay, that first time, you know, because actually you're standing on the sideline holding your helmet for the first 30 minutes, and all of a sudden you know it's coming soon. And that first time you put it on and you strap it up, and you like, you know, you call, you get your little strut heading out there on the field, you know. Because, ah. <laughs> you know, I had people there, and it was so weird because for years people watched me play baseball, and it was like, damn, he's really doing this. He's out there. but You know, so it was so cool to run into my first huddle, and I couldn't tell you. I couldn't tell you the first play or whatever. <laughs> I, I just remember, bro, I was just like, this is so Damn cool. <laughs> Excellent, man. That's awesome. Yeah, because I'll probably be thinking, I don't even know what you're about to call. I, I just know I'm, ho- I'm hoping that it's XYZ Jet 25 split. That's what I'm hoping that you call it because that's all I'm hearing right now. I don't know what you said, but that's cool. Yeah. <laughs> so we, so you've been listening to Believe in the Arizona Cardinals. And then next week, of course, we'll be looking ahead to the to preseason game number two, but also kind of looking and seeing what, if anything, that we can glean. And I always say, you heard me say just a few, a few minutes ago that it's difficult to be able to try to to understand what to take from this because I there was a couple of seasons ago where Andy Isabella kind of was flashing and we know that Andy Isabella has been one of those guys that has that has uh, definitely um left left us wanting more to to say the least so we'll see how that goes but so you have been listening to believe in the Arizona Cardinals make sure you tell a friend tell a friend and of course as you know you might be even listening to us on this but you can uh, check us on Sirius the Sirius XM app as well but tell a friend tell a friend about what we have going on here and we as always we are presented by uh bet online and we always like to say around this time are you can till next week be easy out there Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.